I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to a very special edition of the Advanced Analytics Podcast. Why is it a special edition? Well, because we we talked about this just like literally seconds before. Paul? Yeah. You going well, mate? Yeah. You going real well? Yeah, yeah pretty well. Oh, that's good to hear. You seem can stressed. You do, can you set your, like, whatever you're playing the stings off so that they don't automatically play one after the other? No, that's not that's not possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that function doesn't, it, that technology doesn't exist. Any listeners out there who are in, like, computer, the computer building industry? Yeah. You've got to make that a feature. <laughs> so I, um, the NBA is six weeks in. I'm already mm. bored with it. It's not six weeks, is it? Oh, four weeks? How many weeks? I don't know. Yeah, I think this is like the fourth week. I, 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 don't, I don't know why there, but I just took a guess. And six oh, okay. weeks felt right. Um, me and my hairdresser both said at the same time, who were the top four teams, and we both said the same teams. And who were they? We can already guarantee, just like last year. Should we should we try and say them at the same um, four times? Like at, at the I same actually time, I actually lied. Time. I actually lied. He said the four, and I totally agreed with him. And I'm oh, not okay. stealing my ideas from my hairdresser. Well, because we can't say them at the four times because I realized like how do we know what order? Yeah, but that's what, why we should give it a crack. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Lakers. Celtics. Celtics. Lakers. Magic. <laughs> We got the first two the same, but <laughs> no, in different I, order. I didn't say I didn't say Celtics. I said, you said Celtics. Yeah, but I said Celtics is in like confused. <laughs> I think the Celtics are trash. I think the Lakers are trash, but the Lakers will make the top four. I don't think the Celtics will. You only said two teams. Yeah, well, I, ga- I, I, I got bamboozled when you said Celtics, but I mean, I guess it's not that crazy. Uh, we got two run. out of two. I don't think the Celtics are good. It's a good place to start, almost. I don't think the Lakers... I think the Lakers are good. I said it because you said it first. No, but so LeBron is LeBron is really good, and AD is really good, and the way the West is looking, like they look like they're they're looking pretty good. Like mm. I don't think I don't think they're like I'd say they're of the top four teams. I'd say they're fourth, but they just lost to was someone sitting out because they just lost to the Raptors without Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka. I think. Yeah, that was. I mean, regular season losses though are hard are hard to say. Like I was like. I was going to say the Celtics haven't beaten anyone good, but they they have beaten the Bucks. But um, yeah, I don't think the Celtics are a contender. I I don't rate Kemba Walker. I don't know. So, so yeah, want to hear my theory? My theory Celtics. is that the NBA wants the Celtics and Lakers to be good at straight away, so they've given them a really weak strength of schedule to start the season. Yeah, and it's not yeah. really if you look at strength of schedule metrics online, which are all pretty dodgy. Um, it doesn't really show up. The Celtics have had quite an easy one. Yeah. And the well, Lakers like, like middle it, of the I table. Doesn't I don't know how strength of schedule works. 
but it's just based on this season's results, isn't it? Yeah, so maybe. Like, while the sample size is this small, I think strength of schedule is like always going to be a bit whack because it, it, like, if one team is, you know, like currently the Suns are, I'm, I mean, the Suns could keep it up, but currently, you know, they're probably considered a top team, very top, yeah, and like, you know, that might realistically they're probably bit. not. Well, it's it's just really interesting because I was looking at your magic and thinking, man, when are things going to get good for them? And then I looked at their schedule and I was like, oh, probably no time soon. <laughs> um, whereas my Raptors, are, honestly, it's just such an unfun time to watch Raptors because they just seem to... I, okay, they just... I, actually, I, I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot here by saying they just played the Lakers and the Clippers in two um, quite exciting games. But before then, it was just like they were just like playing like... It's like the Hornets going into the Hawks, going into the Knicks... Going into like the Eastern Conference can be just such a joke for some teams, and um, I feel like the um, I mean the Celtics already have two wins against the Knicks. I know it's their conference or their um, division rival, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think strength of schedule speaks to a little bit of the results we've had so far, and I'm not I'm saying I'm de- the there's no doubt the Celtics are top three in the East, but like that's not that well, well great. You've been the Raptors like that's not that great an accomplishment. I attended a a party the other day yeah and i was sitting there just kind of quietly not really saying anything and then i overheard two guys behind me mention the kings and i spun around really quick and i was like the sacramento kings and they were like yeah and so i stood up real quick like embarrassingly quick and went and started talking to them about the nba for ages (laughs) and they um they're knicks fans like life did you leave a conversation to do this no, no, I said I was sitting in silence. Okay. Um, uh, and <laughs> Sorry, they, I forgot, um, you were, forgot that thing you do at parties where you sit in silence. Yeah, it's relaxing. They, um, anyway, it was so sad just talking to them as Knicks fans, and they were like, this, is, this could be one of our 15 wins of the season because they were playing the Kings that night, <laughs> and one of them was going to the game because, yeah, he goes to a lot of the games. Yeah, and they were saying, like, we should be able to get this one. And then getting home later that night and, like, looking at the score, and they were just getting blown out by the Kings who had, like, had, I don't think had won a game. Maybe had won one game at that point. The, the, fact, yeah. the, the, the fact that the Knicks are a storyline early in the season, though, just shows me... And I guess every year, every team starts with hopes, and then those hopes, hopes get crushed, much like mm. the Orlando Magic every year. But... Um, no. No, that was not true for them last year, was it? They actually built towards the playoffs. Um, yeah, and for the years before that, we never really went into it with a lot of hope. We were just kind of like the fact the fact that Knicks have um, like been a big team, um, a big story so far, makes me think that um, there's not a lot going on in the NBA. It's not very exciting. Um, mm. Like all, we thought there was going to be this amazing competition in the um, West, and turns out like. The Nuggets, the uh, oh. Rockets, and they—I I expect these teams to come right, but well, like these I think te- the Nuggets are good. These teams, we, are they though? Are they challengers, or are they just like the same team that last year lost to the the Blazers? You know, I think they're challengers. They'll keep getting better. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Jokic needs to lose some weight. They got issues. He will, man. He's got like seventy more games. He's chucking an exciting. Um, he's chucking exciting three pointers at the moment. Exciting game winners, sorry. Um, mm. It's early in the morning. Instead of celebrating it, he went over to complain to the ref because he 
he like possibly got fouled on it as well. I reckon there, I reckon there might be something um, something wrong with that guy. Eh? He's he's very interesting, um, but yeah, there's some red flags circulating in my mind. Um, okay, but right now, are you going to go further into it? Well, it's just it's just weird that a player would come so out of shape. Apparently, his brother has been deported or something like that, and. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it just does it, he look? Because he's always looked out of shape. Does he look worse than usual? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't look good. Okay, and um, but he has he has picked, since everyone was mocking him about it. He has picked. He has stepped up a little bit. Um, but yeah. it's time for us to step. The thing it is, up. is like a lot of the um, NBA players don't look good. Like Anthony Davis has a monobrow and like a chin. No, I don't. Brow. No, I don't mean like physically ugly. I mean like yeah. I mean like pudgy and. Uh, like clearly struggling with um, conditioning. Mm. I didn't mean like <laughs> he's just got a bad face. Oh, that would be quite a funny thing to um, judge people on. Um, so we're going to talk about the NBA experience, which is uh, a, a horrific tourist attraction in Orlando, Florida, the city of dreams. But right now it's time for Weekend Review. I think the four teams that are going to like, with the exception of injuries, and you're right, maybe the Celtics getting up. Um, I think the teams are Lakers, Clippers, um, Sixers, Bucks. Okay. And I predict final is going to be Sixers, Clippers, which is going to be confusing because both teams have um, like the same uniform color schemes. Disaster. Wait, what teams? The uh, Sixers and Clippers. Uh, right. Well, they don't really like the the Clippers are now leaning towards like black and Clippers have um, the worst court in Grand the NBA Auto by a mile, and bond. it's not up to scratch for being in the finals, as I predicted. Like their court, you know how the um the Nets did that weird um like monochrome black and grey court. Well, the Clippers have done that accidentally by having quite a white, a light coloured wood with a, a dull black round the court means that they've got the worst um, uniform and court package, the worst branding in the NBA, probably by a mile. And if they make the finals, I, it's bad, I reckon. Mm, okay. Yeah, that, it's crazy that... Because, Guy, back in the day, you were a Clippers fan. Big Clippers fan. And they had pretty cool aesthetic, I thought. Oh, amazing. The classic basketball. And I guess, yeah. the, I guess what they saw was, and this is idiotic, but what they obviously thought was... Man, the Lakers are all about nostalgic and classic, and we've got a bad history, so we should move away from our history. And the problem yeah. there is that they moved away in a bad way, and now they're even worse. Like they probably yeah. should have gone for complete color change as well. But anyway, they. Well, what about going back to like the more like just really going into like a nautical vibe? Yeah, well, that's that's. I wasn't dismissing that. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Well, just nautical vibe, I guess, just doesn't seem real, but very basketball, you know? Like, yeah, but that's cool. Yeah, that's a good point. But like, yeah, a, a uniform, a uniform just needs to be simple and classic. And unfortunately for the and Clippers, nautical. they've gone, <laughs> and nautical as well. Yeah, good point. They've gone yeah. modern and yeah, but on the court, they're great. And the reason... I think them and the Lakers, obviously, uh, I mean, while I'm rubbishing the Lakers and I, do, I don't think they're serious contenders, they remind me a lot of Le Le LeBron's Cleveland teams where they're like top heavy, but they're just not enough of a unit to win. And uh, um, yeah, mm. I, I, I rate LeBron and I rate Anthony Davis and I think they'll go far, but not far enough 
with that with Alex Caruso being a major contributor. Mm. And so as a result, the Clippers will probably have too much depth for them. But no team yeah, has really... Because like, the Clippers haven't even had Paul George yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. People have forgotten that. that, that Montrez Harrell that. is great to watch, though, eh? He got so many dunks yeah. against the Raptors, it was crazy. But his just, like, energy and excitement and the way he's just become, like, kind of like the heart of that team, the um, inspirational, you know, bench hustler. Him and Patrick Beverly are quite fun to watch. Mm. And him and Lou Williams, um, like, yeah, on offense. You can just imagine hating playing that team. I can just picture, like, just dreading it, just being like, oh, we got to play... Yeah, Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell. Like, man, I hate those guys. Like, even, if you played them, you'd hate them so much. And you didn't even list um, Kawhi Leonard. Um, who, oh no, but like, I was just meaning more like the kind the of personality. Psych. Yeah, like Kawhi. I wouldn't. I'd rather play Kawhi because you know at least he's like not gonna like um, roast you and your family like with his words. <laughs> when like there was other guys, it's like they're probably gonna say some like crazy stuff. So who do you think, do you want to add the Clippers to being, a, uh, sorry, the, the Celtics to being a contender? Yeah, I reckon. Chuck them in. You reckon? I don't think Kimber's any good. Well, I don't think. You keep talking about Kimber, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it, it, NBA, like, NBA, finals, uh, NBA finals are normally won by like superstars and like, you know, like playoffs normally come down to fourth quarter, giving it to someone. And if you're giving it to Kimber Walker and... Um, Jalen Brown I'm like I just don't, I don't see him I think they're going to be a great regular season team they're going to be a real last year's Denver Nuggets where it's um, where it's like everything good about them and then it, it, no one takes them seriously once you get to the playoffs I'd say I could be wrong um, well they're currently on top in the East well, as I said, and in the NBA but as but they've only lost one game and they've played the Knicks twice um, hmm. who oh, did they lose to? They lost the first game of the season because they're on a, a, a to someone good, uh, probably Sixers. Sixers. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, we're gonna have a movie review. Movie review, which we don't have a sting for yet. Right now, because yeah, well, it's not long. All right, have you picked a movie that you want to review? Yeah. Like I like how you're so like incredulous about this. I. Well, I'm not going to like be like, it's time for the movie review, and then you're like, have you picked a movie? And then be like, nah. No, that does sound like something you would do, though. I didn't watch any movies. That I do- watched three movies at the cinema. That's too many. That's a lot. Yeah. It? I saw Motherless Brooklyn, the Edward Norton uh, directed and starred in film. Um, the trailer is very funny, because you know like he's directed it, and he's starring in it. It's just like a montage of his character's got like a speech, this kind of like speech impediment where he's like always just saying stuff. He's like, I got threads in my head, man. I got threads in my head. And um, so it's like very, looks very comical. But the movie's not bad. But that's not what I'm reviewing. I also saw um, Honey Boy, the Shia LaBeouf biopic. What? Um, written by Shia LaBeouf. What? Are these real movies? This is a real movie, Honey Boy. Where Shia LaBeouf, it's about Shia LaBeouf um, and his dad, and Shia LaBeouf plays the role of his dad, and uh, great flick, I reckon. Who plays the role I of loved it. Shia LaBeouf? Uh, some young boy plays him while he's young, and then Lucas Hedges, do you know that guy? Nah, he's sorry. The guy I, from, I don't know he's why in, I um, He's like, he's pretty popular at the moment in terms of like, 
every year at least one Oscar film will have him in as a in it as like a sad like nineteen year old boy or whatever. <laughs> um, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He was in that three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Anyway, he um he plays Shia LaBeouf older, and he's directed and then by Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf plays his dad. Sorry, and he's directed by Shia LaBeouf. Nah, it's actually not. I thought it was until the end, and then it was like a so-and-so film, and I was like, "How I mean, did this? this how did this LaBeouf. movie get made? Like, who's like Shia LaBeouf's career is so weird, eh?" But um, Shia LaBeouf film. But the film that I have chosen to review, I mean, I kind of just reviewed those two. Um, but the film is called Marriage Story, <laughs> and this film is fire. Um, great flick, moving. Funny. Yeah, what, what else do you want? How many stars do you give it? Five. Five stars. Five um, stars. Give me a, cl- a clue as to what the basic storyline is. Mm, Scarlett Johansson yeah. and Adam Driver, yeah. a.k.a. Kylo Ren and Black Widow from the, the Avengers. The worst possible combo in a movie I can think of. Um, they're a couple... Uh, one of them is a theater director from New York. What genre the is other this? is a film star from L.A. It's like a... Uh, it's funny, but it's sad, but it's about a, a couple kind of... I don't want to spoil it too much, but... Art House? I don't really know what that means. You haven't even come... Well, just like a hipster film that no one actually watches. No, I think it could get Oscar buzz. I think it should be an Oscar film. Um, but one of my favorite, and I think you agree with this, that one of the funniest, a lot of the funniest characters and things are often lawyers. Like there's always, oh yeah, a dodgy lawyer, lawyer is always great, legendary. And there's a few Dennis funny Tenito, lawyers. And, um, Lionel Hutz. Um, what's the name of the Arrest Development lawyer? Um, Bob Loblaw or Bo- um, Bob Loblaw. Bob Loblaw and the other guy. The Fonz, isn't he like a Yeah, I want to call well? him the Fonz too. Henry Winkler. Oh. Anyway. Uh, okay. Um, but there's a few funny lawyer characters in it. I, I, I must admit, like, just your review just didn't make me want to go see the movie at all. Like, you just named the people who were in it and said it was great. Yeah, I'd rather you didn't see it. <laughs> Why? I don't know. You'd probably trash it. <laughs> What's it called? Mother Motherload. It's called Marriage Story. <laughs> and is it the story of them getting married? Uh, kind of the opposite, if you catch my drift. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Um, yeah, so it's a romance? A romantic comedy? Nah. Kind of the opposite, if you catch my drift. Okay, okay. I'm catching a bit of drift from you, man. And uh, yeah. I think it's time. Nah, great flick. Everyone check it out. Uh, I loved it. Also check out Honey Boy and Motherless Brooklyn. Not as much. It wasn't bad, but nothing to write home about. Um, more. That's the end of Paul's movie review. Well, that was that was that was all right. That was all right. I liked it. Yeah, cool. What, um, do, you, what do you give it out of five stars? The review or the movie? Yeah, you. This is a new segment where after Paul's movie review, you do Paul's movie review review. I review the movie review. Review. Yeah. Um, I give that review like two stars. Oh, what? It doesn't sound all right. It didn't. It didn't. Um, oh, that's pretty good, man. 
It's better than last week when you got one star. Uh, yeah. Should I bring a little bit of? Are you, you wait. I was kind of doing a joke there, man. Are you all right? Like I feel like. No, nah, I was thinking about. I um, really cut you a joke. There. I went to a friend's comedy show the other day, and I was thinking, is it okay if, if I like credit him and say his name to say a joke that he said in his show, right there, like explaining that he said it, and then I. So I didn't really even listen to what you said, to be honest. Was the is the it depends how famous the comedian is. Oh, I guess not because they're not if very fa- famous. If they're famous, it's fine. If they're not famous, I guess it's fine because you give them a plug. We'll give the comedian a plug. Yeah. So the comedian's name is Zach Zucker, but the show he plays a character called Jack Tucker, and he just talks about um who's kind of like a New York stand-up comedian, his character, and he um. And he said, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, I got a two-star review, which is crazy because there's only one star in this show. <laughs> and that was what he that's what I thought of just then when you gave me a two-star That's star a funny review. joke. So everyone should check yeah. out Jack Tucker. Yeah, Jack Zach, Tucker. I think Zach he's going Tucker. to London maybe. So if you're over there, check him out. You're doing a show in um, London, eh? Yeah, I'm doing a show in London. I should plug that. That's exciting. Uh, Whereabouts are you up. doing it? What, what's the vibe? What's going on? How's it uh, going? Uh, December 12th, it's going to be me doing some songs. You cut out for a second uh, there. December, I may have accidentally just pressed the mute button. December 12th. December 12th in London at, I don't know where, Shoreditch, somewhere in Shoreditch. Is it, um, do you have to pay to get songs. in or is it free? It does, it costs, I think, maybe eight pounds. Wow. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be other guests as well. Christopher Bliss. Wow. Check him out if you don't know him. He's an, an author from the UK. Bloody, really great guy. It's bloody exciting, man. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck for your show. Um, Thank you. Before we get into Magic Mayhem, I just wanted to play some audio, guys' audio clip of the week. And this is okay. just... Um, Wait, clip of the week is back? No, it's not clip of the week. It's audio clip. This is clip of the week. This is guys' audio clip of the week. It's a different segment. All right. No, man. This is clip of the and, week. And um, a guy called um, uh, Alex Kennedy... Uh, an NBA uh, podcaster and author wrote, uh, uh, did an interview with Trevor Booker and he talked about the LOL Wizards from the late 90s um, and his rookie season, I think it was 2008, 2009-ish, um, and just listened to what Trevor Booker had to say about his crazy time with the Wizards. Oh my goodness. I mean, thinking back on it, you know, it's the most terrible team that I've probably been on, but it was, <laughs> it was probably the most fun that I've ever had in the NBA because those guys didn't care at all. You know, I, w- I would come into the locker room the day of a game and watch, you know, one player cut up a suit of another player, you know, one, one guy took a, took a <laughs> in another guy's shoe. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have stories for days. We were going to road, we were breaking to each other's room and beat a player up, tie him up. It was it was so many stories I got from from those Washington days. It was so much fun, but looking back on it, oh my goodness, it was so unprofessional. That was. All- <laughs> he went on to talk about how when he moved to Utah, he was just amazed at how like professional it was in comparison. And there was mm. a time on the road with that Washington team where two um, two teammates got in the night before a game, got into a fight outside a bar, and another teammate. Um, stepped in to um, break up the fight and he got arrested and he talked about driving home with the um, teammate crying in the car, which is just insane, right? Mm. Yeah. 
Like, how funny is that, that a guy took a shit in a shoe? It's always a classic gag. No. Always a classic gag. Like, what is wrong with those people? They're absolutely, like, like animals. And you can, you can kind of understand if a team was badly run and just had no leadership and Gilbert Arenas was, like, kind of in charge, how things mm. could go wrong very, very quickly. But um, mm. I also, one thing I really enjoy from that day and, the, like, the footage is on YouTube of this now is, like, Gilbert Arenas would, like, um, destroy his teammates' confidence by like challenging them to weird shooting drills, like he um, he 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 gave um, him and uh, Deshaun Stevenson. I think they bet a hundred thousand dollars on who would win a three-point shooting competition. Deshaun Stevenson shooting with two hands normally, and um, Gilbert Arenas shooting one hand. And Gilbert Arenas won one-handed. Like with the Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid fight, I was like looking up. Um, I was on the Wikipedia page when I uh, for sus- NBA suspensions, and to try and figure out how long they would get suspended for. I, firstly, I was shocked they only got two games. Crazy. Like, go- going off this, I was like, I think they'll get eight games each, and Ben Simmons will get three. And instead, they got two games each. Ben Simmons got nothing for some reason, despite like choking a guy out. Um, but then, uh, one thing that I thought was funny was, yeah, w- when I was scrolling down, fifty games. This is what it says. 50 games. Gilbert Arenas, Washington Wizards. On January 27, 2010, Arenas was suspended for violating NBA rules and Washington, D.C. laws by storing an unloaded firearm in his locker and drawing it on teammate Javaris Crittenton. Uh, it goes on. But then, just below it, 38 games. Javaris Crittenton, Washington Wizards. On January 27, 2010, Crittenton was suspended for violating NBA rules and Washington, D.C. laws by storing an unloaded firearm in his locker room and drawing it on g- teammate Gilbert Arenas during... It says, like, the exact same thing, but just with the name switched around. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't realize, did they both bring guns the same day? Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, or, yeah, what went on. And also the fact that unloaded, I was like, the incident probably happened and then, you know, the players both left with their guns and then the Wizards, so the PR it wouldn't be worse the wizards like hid the fact that neither the guns had bullets in them because I've, yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if at least one of them decided to load their gun i mean if you're that angry to bring a gun to scare someone you might put mm. a bullet in it just in case i don't know sounds pretty fishy yeah and also speaking um one story we actually missed in um week and in, in whatever the week what's the week segment called the week, week in, in review. review the week in, it's just called week in review week in review but uh Dion Waiters had a medical emergency on the team plane. Oh yeah, that was, uh, for overdosing on gummies. That story was so weird, and I feel like there was a lot of fake news coming out around it. Okay. Because, well, the story's weird, right? the 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 story was that he was having anxiety, so he borrowed a, a gummy off a friend who he wouldn't name, and he ate it, and it made him have a um, panic attack. That's the story, right? Mm. But then the original story was that he overdosed. But like they're trying to hide the fact that the NBA would be trying to cover up that they had a um, a drug problem. Mm. There's a lot. The drug testing in the NBA this year is really fishy. I reckon. Like last week we talked about the two second year players who have both been done for basically PEDs, and mm. then this year now this this weird gummies story. And um, yeah, it's it's all it's all like I reckon the there's a chance the NBA is trying to hide a serious weed problem but i mean is it a weed problem if weed's legal i don't know but um 
Yeah. Mm. Uh, apparently, Interesting. Uh, apparently people do get anxiety attacks from um, edibles because they hit yeah. you really hard or something like that. But um, is it, I don't is know it just me or is it getting crazier out there? <laughs> yeah, that's quite the joker. You're not, you're not, I'm not going to agree with that again. And it's that time, right about that time, for the stars, for the stars to, to roll, roll on out. Now the world of magic basketball continues to move on. I need to make that sting longer so I have more time to research plan something. Google what the magic is. Well, since we last <laughs> since we last spoke, have they had a game? Mm. Yeah, they've had about probably three. Yeah, and how have they gone? Um, man, it's been a rough start for sure. Uh, we got absolutely robbed against the Mavericks. Like, uh, oh, I, I actually we... watched the end of that. Yeah. Um, no, the the Magic did some of the worst uh, basketball the world's ever seen. The we... first charge was poor. So I to, to let people know, because Paul, you're just talking without without anyone knowing. Um, this down the stretch of a very close game against Luka Doncic. The Magic mm-hmm. had multiple opportunities, and both times they somehow gave the ball to um, my most hated player, Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon, who had twenty-one points. Who, in the first who, half. who, who did something that? Uh, okay, I, I can't judge because it seems like something I would do, but like just dribbled nowhere hard with his right hand, and then when he zero steps back to the left, and then when he was going basket. nowhere, he um he used his elbow to like elbow the defender out of the way, and while I hate offensive no. fouls. Um, it was so soft. While I, while I hate offensive fouls, like at the end of the game, I feel like you kind of have to call that. Um, and he not only did it once, but did it twice in a row. And you're like, no, the, the sick, second, okay, the time second was one shocking. was blatant. The first one was so soft on a on a go ahead. Yeah, but you can't. But okay, in the the, the, there's multiple people to blame here. The first is the magic that they gave the ball to that guy, who's just like Aaron Gordon. I think is still he has scored. value as a basketball player, but like not. Not at with the ball in his hands at the end of a game when you when the game's on the line, definitely not. And um, uh, and, and they did it twice in a row. And and I mean on him for like you do it once and you're like, okay, I won't do that again. And then do it twice and you're like, okay, you're, ha- you're literally having a mental breakdown. Um, nah, that was I I I I must say that was one of the worst endings to a game I've seen in a long time. And there's been a lot of shockers this season so far, just with teams just like absolutely ballsing up. I felt like, like we the got clutch. the shorts because they were making up for the Mavericks losing to the Lakers on that um, Dwight Howard flagrant foul holding screen thing. Yeah. And um, and then, so they got the run of the, the the whistle on that first charge. And then the second one, he was so angry. Like, you, you saw him run down the court just screaming. And then on defense, he was still screaming. Wait, what? And then, so... Aaron Gordon after the first charge, yeah, he was so, he was like yelling so angry, like even while they were playing defense. Wow! And then when he got it, and then he pushed, it, yeah, the second one he pushed him over, but it's like, I don't know, that one was like almost it was moronic. It was like I was like, man, he was I out hate... on the three point line. That's why I don't watch like... the Magic, man. Like that guy just makes me sad inside. Okay, so that happened. That was that was yeah. That was one okay, of the worst. Okay, then the next I've game we seen. blew out the Grizzlies. Nice. Like, well, that kind of makes sense. That that's positive. Young team. Then we lost narrowly to the Pacers uh, just two days ago, and 
we were looking awesome. Like in the first half, I was like, finally, this is we've woken up. And then, yeah, we just kind of just slowly lost. We, we lost by about seven in the end. And, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. And as I said, I looked on the schedule and I was like, oh, man, some good times must be coming soon. And somehow, for a team in the Eastern Conference, they just seem to have the worst possible, like, luck in terms of, like, the schedule they've had so far and then um, uh, and then what they've got coming up. Just give me get two seconds to Google it. Um well, they've got Sixers, Spurs, Spurs so that's Wizards, two, two L's. Raptors. Uh, Wizards is a win. Raptors is, a, is an L. Pacers again. Pacers Pistons, Cavs, Raptors. Man, we play the Raptors a lot. Yeah, it's Warriors, Wizards, Suns. I could keep going. Cavs. So there we'll is, be there's, right. There's, we'll come win, right. There is winning. Because we have started. We have finally started, like, our last two games, we've started making some shots, which definitely helps. And we're still... Congrats, man holding team we're one of two teams holding their opponents to less than 100 points so it's just scoring is what is what we struggle with who's the other team it's come the jazz ah of course okay cool and we're only one point i think they hold teams to 98 we hold teams to 99 so now is that the end of magic mayhem yeah, that's the end. Shout out to Jonathan Isaac, who's still just absolutely balling out. Or is it the um, continue of Magic Mayhem? Because we went to Orlando, Florida, mm. um, not specifically to do the NBA experience, but we did the NBA experience. We, we not only did the NBA experience, but we did a bit of driving. Should we explain what the NBA... No one knows what the NBA experience is. So in Disney World, there's one little area called... It used to be called Downtown Disney... It's now called Disney Springs, and it's essentially just like a little shopping area on a tiny lake. And uh, well, it's actually actually we, we we went there now when we were in as kids. It was little, but now it's massive. Oh yeah, like it's actually quite big. It's kind of place yeah. where you'd find like a a Planet Hollywood and a Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, yeah, a Lego store. A uh, tourist, it used to back in the day, show. back in like the nineties and early two thousands. One of the sections of it was an island, and it was called Pleasure Island, and it was like nightclubs, but it's like such a bad name, right? It was where the um, bars were, and yeah, the name Pleasure just is just one of those. Yeah, luckily they've gone rid of that. It's like if you called it the Moist Mountains or something like that. Like it's just, yeah. it just sounds bad. Oh, one the, of the funny um, things. Um, one of the funny. Speaking of Pleasure Island, one of that we when we were going to our hotel. Like Orlando is crazy. Just as like to put it in context, it's like. The sort of ma- amazing, um, like uh, fantasy um, resort area, which is Disney World or Universal Studios, surrounded by a hellscape of like awful no. buffet restaurants and fast no. food joints, and like some of the worst, most depressing no. hotels you've ever seen. It's I'm not. The, I'm not shitting those, Orlando. I'm just saying it's that's what it's like. The city beautiful. Well. And for a reason. We on the way to it's our hotel, which place. was beautiful on a beautiful golf course. Yet we had to go through Brag. past some of the, the bleakest um, tourist shops you've ever seen, and one of them was um, a drive-in restaurant with like cabin and in the woods theme called Twin Peaks. And I was yeah, like, we- <laughs> "Man, is that themed? It, it looks. If you look at it from the outside, it seems like it's themed." for Twin Peaks, the popular mm. 90s TV show. And I was like, that is And I was amazing. like, we're definitely going there to get a slice of cherry pie. Because we're in, we're in, we're in, we're in d- movie uh, Disney World, right? Like, it's like yeah. a place where a lot of things are like either exactly or in cheaply knocked off TV shows mm. and stuff like that. 
And um, turns out, no, it's just like a Hooters style strip bar where like mm. men can be men is what their the like twin, slogan the is. The Twin Peaks were referencing breasts. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. So, a, it was a pretty hilarious. Ne- misunderstanding. Needless to say, we went there every night. It was and a great. We place. had wonderful meals. What a time! Um, nah, I'm just joking. We did not. We did not go. It was actually just a joke. But um, bit of comedy. Bit of sprinkling of comedy. In isn't there. Disney Springs? There was a place called the NBA Experience, and it's there's like an NBA store kind of thing, but then it's you pay. Big. It's Sorry? big time. Like this is a yeah. like they've closed down NBA stores in Orlando before, and it's a big investment. Like it's a huge building, and like yeah, multi million dollar. Um, it's flash. Like outside, it's designed to look like an NBA arena, and it has big screens playing NBA highlights, which is kind of weird. Has a ticker tape with scores going around around the outside. Like it's it's a lot more impressive from the outside than say the NBA store in New York or something like that. Boy, is it worth it. I don't think it is. I don't think it is worth it at all. <laughs> I think it is worth it. I think it was fun. Okay, so the shop is shocking. One of the worst NBA shops I've ever seen. Okay, now you have to go and buy this ridiculously expensive experience. You walk up to the door and they tell you, no, you've got to go back to the counter and sign like the most elaborate um, like insurance waiver that um, the world has ever seen. I guess it's America where you can sue for anything and there is a little bit of basketball involved in the NBA experience, but not mm. enough to warrant the three pages of legal documentation they make you sign before you go in to experience the NBA. I disagree. I think I nearly severely injured myself several times. Doing what? Sick dunks. Balling out. Well, um, that was probably the co- that was probably the coolest part of it, but we'll go through it um, part by part. First, you um, enter your basketball skill level, and we both put mm-hmm. we but we we both put advanced, and and, um, and you get to choose a nickname, but uh, you can only choose from like combining two different words, and there's like a selection of words. They didn't want people to call themselves like Six Boy Sixty Nine. So mm. as a result, they forced us against their will to choose some of the least cool names. What did you settle on? Um, I was like, um, fl- fl- I try, I try, I, I was going to say Fly Eagle, but I was like, that actually sounds really good. So I'm like, they must have tricked me more than that. Mine was Pass Happy. I was Jamstar 04, and that sounds pretty right. cool. But like, I had to, I had to work really hard. Like, it wasn't the NBA that got me that cool nickname. Like, I had to really put a lot of creative thought into nailing that. Mama's pass happy. Now, as you enter the NBA experience, you um, immediately get harassed by about the 35. In the Inside the NBA experience, there was probably maybe 10 or 11 guests and about 35 47. staff who really provided nothing besides offering to take photos of you where it's really hard to take a photo because there's so many LED screens in there that like every photo looks terrible because it's so backlit. Um, it sounds like I'm, I'm trying to make a bad experience sound good. The Visually, the NBA experience is perfect. It looks just how you want with screens and scoreboards and stuff everywhere. Just like what you actually experience. Wooden floors. Is trash. All right. I uh, disagree. The first thing I'd like to point out is the Wall of Fame. Um, just as you walk in through past the big scoreboard, they have a signature um, and a name tag from the people who have visited the um, NBA experience. So you mm. get to see the um, signatures of such um, NBA luminaries as 
Adam Silver, Commissioner of the NBA. Wow. Um, Anthony Davis, Player of the NBA. Mark wow. Tatum, Deputy Commissioner of the NBA. And father of Jason Tatum. No. Terrence Ross, um, Player of the Orlando Magic. Mo Bamba, Player of the wow. Orlando Magic. And wow. That, and, and that's all. It was wonderful. It was so grim. It was like, why do you even have that there? And I think. Well, they're going to get more and more. It, I don't know if they will. Like, what other players going to go to the I, NBA? Experience? I saw a video on Instagram. I think maybe John Collins is gone. Maybe while he's serving his PED pan. <laughs> they're like, not only are you suspended, you have to go to the NBA experience. And he's like, <laughs> no. Maybe that's why they're suspending that. these people. It'd be funny if they're like. If DeAndre Ayton's gone, he's gone. And now, like, Dion Waiters pops up as having been there. <laughs> That'd be so um, funny. The dregs of the NBA drug suspension program. D- immediately as you walk in, they have NBA trophies um, kind of weirdly attached to the wall where you can lift them up and down and get a photo in front of, like, a mm, fake confetti some... championship celebration. Yeah. One thing I would say is, yeah, a great attraction, but put in a green screen... And Photoshop in a bit of background or something, you know? So this is literally just you or like yeah, I don't know. A key part of the NBA experience, and they've they've clearly thought this through, is like getting Instagrammable moments. Unfortunately I was too tall to lift the trophy. It didn't lift up. It was it was bolted to the wall, but it could be raised up and down. It didn't get raised high enough for me to lift the trophy. Um, and the the they have an automatic camera they can sell you like a sixty dollar like photo package, like everywhere in Orlando. And um, that took the worst photo you've ever seen. But on a cell phone, you can actually take an okay photo with the um, um, NBA trophy and the MVP trophy and the... um, Did they have like the six-man or the rookie of the year trophy as well? I don't don't think they had any others, nah. But um, that was was an okay start. Um, It was an incredible start. Are you kidding me? Get your photo taken with the Larry O'Brien... Nothing better. And then it got weirder as we went upstairs and um, they have um, a draft experience where you get your photo taken with a... Um, I, I, it sounds like I'm making this up and it sounds like I'm taking the piss. I promise you I'm not. We've got photographic evidence to prove it. You get your photo taken with a Madame Tussauds wax figure of Adam Silver. Mm. Now... Terrifying. It, it looks, it really looks awful. Terrifying. Like Adam Silver is not a bad looking guy, but... It, it, Wax figures, obviously, you normally don't expect them of famous people. So, like, obviously, a Brad Pitt wax figure does. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Looks scary, but like it's Brad Pitt. So like, you know, like I guess it, it makes the actual person maybe look like 40 to 50% scarier. But if you're Brad Pitt, that's still okay. With Adam Silver, who's just a normal person and not like a model or an actor, um, he looks really bad, like really haunting, 
dead look in his mm. eyes. Like maybe it's not official um, Madame Tussaud, so they couldn't quite name nail the lifelikeness, and it looks like a terrible cyborg. Not only that, but they put real cheap shoes on him, and it made it, they made him pigeon-toed. I don't know if the actual Adam Silver is pigeon-toed, but somehow that made the experience even worse. Um, and the idea is that you put your um, you scan your wrist, your NBA experience wristband, and you um, you it, it makes you the number one draft pick. But um, they have the caps of the draft pick teams all around Adam Silver. But um, as Paul tried many times, you cannot pull them off the um, the. Yeah, the I assumed mounts. they were there to take off and like put on your head. Obviously, which... like who wants to just Whoa. see some some um, caps just like glued to the wall? It's ridiculous. And like, no doubt, there's going to be some brave soul who managed to, after a lot of pulls, um, pull one of the caps off the thing, and that will be a bloody disaster. Um, mm. But we're we're getting into the better experiences of the um, NBA experience now. Um, Paul, what 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 was one of your favorites? Um, I liked the room where it was like a draft uh, combine kind of thing, where we went in and you get like your own little area where there's like a hoop and like basically a keyhole. Yeah. And you and a ball, a few balls actually. Yeah. Um, and you. What did it measure again? It, it measured your like height, your vertical, and your um, uh, a few other things. Um, but um, it was quite cool, just like the way it did it through a scanning system. Like you know, you can't see it; you just stand on a line, and it measures everything. But do, yeah, do you have your stats handy? Um, I can, I can, I can pull them up. Um, also, we should give some background to our basketball talent because I famously cannot shoot. Uh, well, and you know, guy has always been. You've been pretty solid free throw shooter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I was um in the free throw shooting. I was just cash money. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, oh, mate, who could forget it? I was cash money. So um, I was nine out of ten, I think. Um. Yeah. So so it was a it was a free throw line experience where it measured your height and vertical leap. But in the first one, I tried to do it genuinely, so you reach as high as you can and then jump and see how high you can jump. But um, mm-hmm. it measured me as 11 inches vertical leap, which is pathetic. So um, what I did the next time is just didn't try to do the measurement as accurately and got a better vertical leap as a result. Like It, I've got, it says I've got a 77-inch wingspan and a 17-inch vertical. So my point is, is that I don't think that was very accurate, because my wingspan is a lot bigger than yours, and at, wow. at, at, first, at first it measured me at seventy six, which was smaller wingspan oh, but than yours. The first time, I remember you were standing in the wrong place because you were like, "Paul, you're in the wrong place," and then I was like, "No, you're in the wrong oh, place." Okay. And you were like, "Oh yeah, that's right," because you had to stand just in front of the free throw line, like with your feet on either side of this mark. Anyway, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't trust it at all. Like my, we did it twice, and like my stats varied massively. The first time I got a seventy-six inch. Wing Again, I'm going to say you were standing in the wrong place, but. Or did you get? Did you? Or how'd you go both times? The first time I didn't manage to get my camera in time to take a photo of the stats, <laughs> so I'm not sure. But okay. I think they were pretty similar. Okay, because I my wingspan. Come off your second time. What is your wingspan the second time? Eighty-three inch. Yeah. See, you're six inches wider but uh, my shooting's five out of five and i didn't make all my free throws yeah like, that's a glitch it, like it couldn't if it can't count my um uh shooting stats right how's it going to measure my vert uh, and what was your vertical the second time 14 inch 
Yeah, so I'm more of the jumper. That makes sense. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so we, we've done that. We've been drafted. We've done the combine. We, um, we've got a photo against a life-size cutout of Mo Bamba, um, which was yeah. weird. I'm worried at how this is going to date if players get traded and stuff like that. I hope they keep it up. But I must admit, the presentation and stuff like that was top-notch. And one of the experiences that I quite enjoyed was the replay center, which is a hilarious thing to replicate, especially because the room that was in was as depressing as the actual replay center in Secaucus, New Jersey. Um, mm. But they gave you each a screen and got you to play a game where you tried to guess um, if a call in an NBA game should be overturned or not. It was quite tricky. Um, that was fun, actually. And I was, I was like, that was quite a cool concept. But this should all come... Um, I mean, I'm the ultimate negaholic here. Um, and maybe I'm being too negative, but I'm like, each... When we were there, there was no people there, so we just went on these experiences straight away. And if we mm. wanted to do it again, we could do it again. But, like... Um, it was kind of really um, uh, bleak to see each area had a queue up area. And if you had to queue up for more than like two minutes to measure your wingspan and shoot five free throws, and then as soon as you'd done that, you had to leave the experience and go to something else to queue up again, it could be like a really awful NBA experience, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Um, and I don't the, think there'll ever be many people there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a there's much of a risk of this taking off. Um, no, but um, the the um, the replay center was like you do th- you do three calls. They give you all the camera angles, and um, it was like a bit more tricky than we thought. Like I, I kind of mm. enjoyed that challenge a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the time the time thing really kind of stressed you out, and you sometimes you just couldn't find the right angle to like see if he stood on the line or whatever, mm-hmm. and so you just have to take a stab and you'd get it wrong or whatever. It was, um, it was just, a good example of how the time pressure like would be really weighing on anyone who estimates these decisions. Mm, I had to backtrack, but I have just found my photo with um, the wax Adam Silver, mm. and. It is haunting, and I, I can see right now some of the reasons. His neck is far too skinny, and his fingers are way too long. Uh, it is chilling how big his <laughs> I never uh, noticed fingers that. are. And the pigeon toad. The pigeon toad is weird. And yeah, how, well, in the photo, they, the they actually are. cropped that out. They obviously realized they were like... Don't get the shoes in there. Do not yeah. get the shoes But in with there. the number one pick in my photo, the number one pick, the Orlando Magic, unlikely that they would ever get that because... Yeah, and um, the number one pick, the Orlando Magic select, Pass Happy 04, a.k.a. me. Why didn't, couldn't they just put your name on there? Like, you've entered your name yeah. as well. Yeah, that's crazy. And the other the other thing that was weird about it was um, that Adam Silver was just holding his massive hands, which are, on a as said, Giannis size, on a basketball. Mm. So you've got to, yeah. like, put your arm so, around him like you're his mate or so, want to be his so mate. So easy to fix that attraction. Hmm. Let the caps be worn. Like, how much is like? Occasionally, the hats will get worn out and dirty, or whatever, and whatever. You have to add another waiver for like nits that could be um, transferred. Okay, I've got the solution. But then Disposable have him have him doing a handshake, yeah. and then have your name appear on the board, and then that's a great attraction. Yeah, and like maybe you could have one of your forty-seven staff members manning this attraction to just make sure the hats are like well kept up, like looked after. Because there was no one there, they were just like wandering around. I don't know. So a bit of a ch- bit, yeah, they got yeah, exactly. But um, a bit of a tip is that um, make sure you um dress up um when you go into the NBA experience in a suit, ideally customized NBA draft suit. 
Yes, wearing the cap of the draft cap of your favorite team. Because I look like an absolute idiot. I put in favorite team. I typed in Toronto, and then unfortunately that day I was wearing a Pajer Stokovich King singlet, and I wanted mm. me and Paul both to wear singlets. So I actually bought us. We met up at the NBA Experience, and I bought a singlet for him to um to wear. You didn't br- buy it. You, you I, bought I, I one brought that it. I, own. I brought it, and um you didn't put it on. I noticed. Yeah, well, I didn't want to. Look too cool, cool at the NBA experience NBA, with my brother. But I look like an idiot. I'm wearing a King singlet and I'm getting drafted by the Raptors. Very embarrassing. Um, mm. So when we left the refing experience, um, I had my first laugh out loud moment of the NBA experience when I saw one of the elements. And remember, this is not that big an experience. Like, there's only like six or seven things you can do. Um, one of them was just um, a, a terrible station in the middle of the uh, the middle of the. Um, upper floor which just had all the NBA games that are out at the moment available to play on Xbox or PlayStation I don't remember that so they wow. had, we didn't do it because it was so pathetic they had NBA Live NBA 2K and NBA 2K Playgrounds just set up like you're in a Best Buy or a mm. um, Noel Leeming it'd be, it'd be like cool that. if they had like old games right yeah there's so like, many the other day here in New York I went to a store uh, I'll give it a plug it was called Mr. Throwback I think you actually recommended oh, it. Oh, so me. good. And um, we walked in, and they had uh, that NBA arcade game. It was like a four-player NBA arcade game, uh, and it was free. And we played a, ga- a two-on-two, Magic versus Knicks. It was awesome. Magic won. Wow. Uh, Penny Hardaway lead all scorers with 28 points. Um, but having having just the games... The old, there's so many ways you could improve this. Um, when I thought the NBA experience... The reason I spent the money on the ticket and thought this was going to be so good was because I, I just assumed the NBA experience would have some sort of VR where you either get to experience sitting courtside in an NBA game, which would just be cool, I think, or even a ref's perspective or, you know, like do it at a preseason game, maybe even put some VR cameras on a player for a little bit. You know, I don't know. For, a, for 24 hours. No, no, just no. I mean, I mean, like in, a, in cool. a game, no, just, don't you like, just some, just some cool NBA. No, I want twenty-four hour access, and like go into the bathroom, go to the strip sleeping, club, living the dream. Yeah, put it on Harden, go to a strip club. Okay, um, I like how you assume Harden's the only player who goes to strip clubs. NBA being an NBA player is a very boring job, and a lot of NBA players are massive idiots. Like, there's not there's a lot of spare time in the day. There'd be a lot of like. 2 p.m. Time to go to the strippies. Good times. Okay. Uh, after the um, after the NBA, um, uh, after we walked past the Xboxes playing current NBA games, like you're at your house, but worse, um, they had probably the most fun we had at the NBA experience, which was um, just an arcade basketball shooting game. Wait, what? Paul ha- oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Paul I forgot ha- about that Paul as well. hammered me. I lost every game, and Paul was weirdly very, very good at it. Um, yeah, we, we had a seven-game series. And you won in four. And I won. <laughs> I swear to him. It was a sweep. I do, do, I do play um, back in Auckland, New Zealand. The, uh, they renovated the arcade, and they installed NBA brand um, arcade shooting games that are really good. And so I, whenever I'm nearby, I will pop in, do a round, and mark down the score on my phone in the – high score rankings on my phone and uh so i did put on a clinic what's your um what's your high score score ranking 
Uh, I'd have to open my phone, but if you do some talking, so I could do that. I must admit, no, not worth it. So I must admit that was quite. Uh, you're doing it anyway, aren't you? Um, I must. Yeah. Admit, I must admit that was quite fun because, regardless of um, how good a game is, I think if there's a bit of competition, and it can yeah. be, it can be good. Like I enjoy pool darts. Even Monopoly. Even briefly after that, we um we did one that was like this little NBA quiz. Yeah. And I think you were dominating until, like, I won on the last question, which was, like, the bonus question, which was disproportionately, worth, like, worth, like, like the, five the times score's the like The score's, like, 10-7, and they're, like, the last round is worth 50 points, and it's, yeah. and it's incredibly hard. <laughs> it's, like, what year did um, Lou Ankladador, formerly um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> formerly Lou Ankladador, win... How do you say his name? I have no, I just realized I've never said his name out loud. What year did... I'm going to call him Lou Ankladador. Sorry if that's offensive. What year did Lou Ankladador win the... I've got to stop saying it out loud. Win the Rookie of the Year. And it's like a real crapshoot. And then it's like... Poor wins. I was devastated by that, eh? Like, after getting hammered in the... Um, yeah. Getting hammered in the NBA shooting experience, um, aka arcade game experience, to then go and get hammered in that, that mm. was um, awful. But... um. We thought it was going to get fixed, but after the NBA shooting experience, we uh, well, that was the quiz. The quiz idea was fun, and you compete with everyone else who's there, which for our case was one other dude um, who was, was terrible, right? Was kind of was kind of fun. Well, a lot of people know nothing about the NBA, and I guess it's why they have the mm. um, advanced, um, medium, and expert levels because, um, uh, yeah, um, it was it was. Too too easy and too hard at the same time. It's, it's, it's hard yeah. to imagine that being a thing. But speaking speaking of too easy, too hard, they created the worst, least fun basketball game in the world. Where um, it's one of the main attractions as well. It's a shooting competition where you put a small basketball or a softball into a um, it's like a dodgeball slingshot, like into a, a soft slingshot ball. and shoot at um, a variety of hoops of different heights. And now we we speaking of the NBA scanning technology being dodgy. We have no idea how it records the scores, but who cares? Because scoring a basket in this game is almost impossible. Mm. You did it, though. But, yes, first game, we were competing about against about nine strangers, right? Quite I came strangers. through with the win. I didn't know what I was saying there. I really got lost. But also based but on what? like I made one basket. And hit the back. But then hoops. I think you... I, I I made one early on. It was like my second shot or something. So I was like, oh, it's not that hard. Then I failed to make any more, I think. But then if you hit the hoop, I think you get points as well. So just like I was like hitting the hoop a lot. It was close. truly pathetic. Whoever invented it should be <laughs> fired. Like you get there and you're like, oh, this will be fun. We'll compete in this NBA slingshot arcade game, right? There's all these hoops lined up of different heights. I don't know why. There's no explanation of what the rules are or what you were trying to do. But, I mean, obviously, we're just trying to shoot the ball and get it into hoops, right? And Paul mm. does it straight away, and we're like, this is achievable. We played two games of this, and from then on, we got no I didn't. I played two games and didn't make one basket. Yeah, I think it's fun, though. I'm going to disagree with How you. How many baskets did you game. make? I think one. Yeah. It was horrible. A lot of close. A lot of close. It was so I think I awful. Still, I think I still maybe came second or something. Yeah, the and the scoring game. was so arbitrary because I don't even know, again, talking about those dodgy scanners that were measuring my wig span at completely different heights, right? Mm. Um, 
there's no way of it measuring. Like I could shoot at any hoop. How does it know my ball is going into which basket? Like it was completely. Mm. This sounds nonsense. like seventeen inch vertical versus fourteen inch vertical this, all over again. This is it was it was absolute nonsense. Well, hey, well let me remind you that I kicked your ass in the dribbling challenge next. And what was that one? Oh, it was just, yeah. It was just hilarious that we we got the opposite of what you'd like. I'd expect to win wingspan just by the fact that my <laughs> win, wingspan is bigger, but I somehow lost that. And in the dribbling challenge, I beat the shit out of you, even though I'm not I'm not a great dribbler or don't have amazing handles. Just because this, it was just it, you watch a video and try and copy what the guy on the screen, who's not an NBA player by the way. How hard is it is, is it to get like you know get a I'm and think of it like a generic NBA player they want to really promote because he's like real clean cut. Or even a former NBA player. Hi, I'm Jared Dudley. <laughs> and I'm going to teach you, and I'm known for having one of the sickest handles in the game. And you're like, no, he's not. <laughs> and Hi, he's like, I'm Luke Kennard. <laughs> he's actually been balling out this year. <laughs> Shout out to Luke Kennard. But, Doug, um, Mc, Doug McDermott. The, I, I, the NBA dribbling experience was another one of these weird scanning experiences where you go right hand, right hand, right hand, left hand, left hand, left hand, crossover, 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 and then maybe something like dribble, dribble, crossover, dribble, dribble, crossover, and it was like judging you on how hard you could do it. Genuine basketball <laughs> drills, but just kind of then they give you an arbitrary number and I get 100% and Paul gets 90%. And he's like, what? And we, we, <laughs> we're not amazing dribblers and we were doing that on what was called advanced. It was not hard and it was not um, fun mm. in any way. I actually did forget. I deleted that room from my memory. I completely forgot about it. But then we moved on to the dunk room. Now, this is the, was, co- the coolest thing. Just a bunch of hoops, pretty good hoops, I think, uh, and kind of like a keyhole-sized court area in front of it. And you can, there was like a little button on the side. You could raise and lower it, you know, from anywhere from very low to probably higher than regulation, right? And, uh, that'd be and then quite you funny just get, if they went above 10 foot, yeah. You just get like a minute or something to throw down some dunks. And it films it was you as great. well. Now, yeah, but we didn't get any videos for that. Here's a suspicious. So. No, here, no, here's a suspicious thing, right? Because you enter your wristband at every challenge, and they're supposed to send you photos of like the lifting experience, the lifting the trophy experience, mm. and um, the wingspan measuring experience, and mm. the um, basic basketball dribbling experience. And for the dunk experience, they took videos, and Paul was like so keen for the videos, and so keen to see the shots that um, they'd taken. But then um, on that, that night when we got back to the hotel room and checked our emails, he's like, wow, the videos have come through. And then I was like, oh, great. What do they look like? Can you show me? And then he um, he suspiciously just claimed that they didn't exist anymore. And I reckon no. you were so depressed by the, <laughs> the dunks that you saw that you were like. No. I threw it, down some great dunks on not quite full-sized hoops. Um, and... They didn't send anything from that area. I got the photos of me with Adam Silver, terrifying Adam Silver. I got the photos of us with the trophies, and then that was it. I didn't get any other things from any other attraction. Every time I play basketball socially, I always throw down a dunk. And it's just to think, guy, you still got it. And often it's depressing, because if the hoops are regulation 10 foot, or... um. Uh, like, or, or sometimes maybe a bit higher or something like that, 
well, they, in my mind they are, the dunk I throw down is absolutely pathetic and my 14-inch v- vertical really shows through that it's all in the length of my arms, my wingspan, that's apparently only smaller than Paul's. According no, to you're six inches bigger, man. We figured this out. <laughs> okay, so... I, I like to throw down a dunk at the best of times, but I'm not like, when I was 18 or 19, I used to do it all the time because it was the funnest thing and the hoops at our high school were a bit low and so you could do some okay stuff. But what I've, what I've forgotten, because I don't dunk very often, is how hard it is and it was just impressive how, in a minute, just trying to throw down NBA-style um, novelty dunks on low hoops that you chose the height of, it was impressive how... Like physically taxing it was. Oh, exhausting. And, and I think I've invented a new type of fitness that's going to take over CrossFit and F45, which is just NBA dunk fit. Dunk fit. And like, honestly, yeah. if you do 15 minutes of trying to dunk, it doesn't matter if you're doing dunking a six foot hoop, you will just run yourself flat out, um, mm. especially if you're trying to do twists or like a windmill or something like that. And it's like t- the time limit really makes you stressed because you're like, you keep missing whatever you're doing, some sort of windmill. Mm. And then, uh, and then, yeah, you, so you're really rushing as well. It's, so th- it's was, a, I can, I, I agree. It's th- a hell of a workout. This was genuine advanced analytics in- insight. Because, uh, you know, when you watch the dunk contest, it's so pathetic when a guy misses two dunks in a row and then is changing his dunk and then missing that too. But mm. your jump goes so quickly. And mm. I mean, obviously, if you're going in the dunk contest, you should be prepping for this and, you know, working on your uh, your fitness with this a little bit in mind, because I'm sure it'll help you for the game as well. Like, you you think of like a good NBA dunker um, and how often they have to explode, uh, Julius Randle, how often he has to explode, there's a weird player to mention, eh? Um, uh, how often he has to explode, I was just thinking of a guy who like often is like jumping for blocks and jumping for dunks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's obviously a required skill and a skill that I do not possess, as I threw down some of the most awful dunk attempts. Um, it was weird having it, we all both had our separate hoops, and that was weird, because it was like, it should be like, Paul goes and I go, then Paul goes and I go, which is what we ended up doing, but, because um, like, you're just doing your dunks and no one's watching, and I guess the whole point is the video is supposed to work. Um, you, One of the staff members was kind of watching and giving compliments. Oh, making me feel real self-conscious because I was just so embarrassingly shit, eh? Like, it was, it was so depressing that I used to be able to, like, at least do, like, a reverse on a... Um, on a 10-foot hoop, and now I'm struggling to do a reverse on a 7.5-foot hoop. It was really um, it was really grim. And I found it hard to set the height as well. Like, if I was dunking a 7-foot um, uh, hoop, it just felt kind of sad. But then if, it, if I was dunking, like, a 9-foot or above, I was really struggling to land anything. So, like, as a result, for me, it was just quite a – it was disheartening. But that's not the NBA experience's fault. That's my athleticism's mm. fault. Um, one complaint about the section is they didn't let you hang on the rim. Yeah. Which I wanted to do. Throw down some honey dips. And that would be the, um, one of the easiest ways to make your dunk look cool. Is like, even if you just throw yeah, down the power to hand and point off to the crowd. A nice swing um, makes it makes it all, all, all the I better. also got told off for throwing lobs to myself off the walls around the side because it's kind of like a little squash court where you're boxed in. Hmm. And so I was like throwing some lobs where I was like kind of trying to hit two walls and then alley-oop it and they were like please don't do that you can throw it off the backboard but um so you know it's just not fun getting told off you know yeah we and that's because they got too many bloody staff there but um 
this would cost a fortune. Like it, re- they've got a shot clock above it. Yeah, um, the sound system. Um, the lights change. The cameras were like they're not GoPros on the wall. I mean, I know they didn't work, so I mean, what's the point? But like the cameras were like um, really nice DSLRs. Like the whole setup was like very flash. And um, yeah, it's just a shame that the, the problem is you're just limited by your own skill. Also, I cut my wrists up real bad trying to throw down mean hammers. Mm. Okay, moving on. Um, the, to... other, the, the, the other, the other, the second best experience behind the dunk experience was the most popular experience. And um, unfortunately, because only two people can do it at a time, whereas they have like 10 dunk booths, um, we had to queue for and could only do once. But was like the NBA like shooting challenge, and I don't know why they just didn't just have a three point shootout. Maybe they didn't have enough room for a regulation three point line. But basically, the the idea was, and they don't explain this to you before it, so mm. um, we didn't. That was really my know complaint. What we're doing, but you yeah, um, you run round to like lit up squares on the court and um, shoot shots, and um, yeah, you know, like lay up mid range, free throw, corner three or whatever, corner yeah, three top three. It was it was like it was like quite a cool little like. 30 second challenge unfortunately mm. it was over too fast and there was actually a queue for that so we and I, did yeah that. also i didn't know what i didn't know it was timed yeah and uh so i went quite leisurely just trying to make sure i made as much as i could which i thought the goal was but then the siren went off like when i was taking like my second shot out of like the five or whatever um but i could see that being fun yeah but like it's a it's a big if if you don't have to queue and you can do it multiple times and and competing against your mate as well, but just a good, just even a, just a rack of three point shooting, but the three point yeah that would was, be great. Was, That's a good idea in that room. They should just have um, a three point shooting. Challenge. That would be so fun to do the three point. Yeah, I mean it would take too long, I guess. But the, but I mean I mean there's so many would have could have should have like yeah. there's so many compromises in this thing that it just makes. What about it. just two racks of the three point shooting comp, a corner three and the top three or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And just, you yeah. get 30 seconds or something. They, they gut me. But they should also do it like um, you can compete against the NBA experience, like see what, mm. see what Mo yes. Bamba got when he came. I was just Adam thinking, scores. I just had a kind of epiphany. A few weeks ago, I went to a New York attraction called the Spyscape Museum. Uh, embarrassing to admit it, but yeah. it was a lot of fun. It is a spy museum that I was... A friend recommended, and it is uh, interactive. It's like very similar, actually, like incredibly high budget. Like you get into this massive elevator that's got screens on all the sides, for like at the start, and you go up and you go through. You do these little personality touch screen things. You do these games like um, evaluating your like risk taking and stuff. And then there's like some learning that you kind of just like walk past and avoid. And then um. <laughs> And then there's, yeah, there's like a lie detecting thing. But one of the funnest things is this room you go into and there's laser beams going across that you need to avoid. And then it's like counts you in, you start. And the walls, both of the walls on either side are covered in light up buttons. And basically you've just got to hit as many as possible and turn them off uh, in the time. And if you touch a laser, it um, cuts time off you. I'm going to be honest and, with you, Paul, this sounds incredible. <laughs> it was. And just like Dunk Fit, this is an incredible exercise. I was wearing a cashmere jersey and some pants, but boy was I sweating after doing it 10 times to try and set the top score <laughs> of the day. And 
I tried and tried, and I couldn't figure it out because I was like, the first time I went as hard as I could, and I was I was like early two hundreds, I think, um, and the top one was like three hundred and eighty button presses or something. I was like, that's insane. But I was like, I've got to figure it out. There's got to be ways. So I, I kept trying because there was no queue, so I could just loop around as many times as I wanted. And I went away, did a bit more of the museum, and then came back some more to try some more. And eventually I I made so a breakthrough. Sad. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to give away my technique, but <laughs> I was even trying things like maybe if I just turn off all the lasers, it'll, it deducts time, but... I was still seeing pretty good times because then you didn't have to dodge the lasers, you know? So it was like less time, but I much easier. I don't really know, but I'll go with you, yep. But anyway, I just had a, like, a thought back then because eventually I set the third best score for the day. Congrats, but man. I, I was still like, there's just no way that top score is doable. I'm thinking now, I'm like, they just took a second person in there. There were two people. Ah... You're well, reckon. that's like well, that explains it. What I if reckon. it's what if it's a staff member who's just like no, but like I spent, you know, I went through like fifteen times, maybe, maybe not that many, yeah. but and I tried every possible thing, but and think, eventually think I got it like down the, to the bro. Think about the Rotorua Luge. Like we've done it, I've done it probably fifty times, and you know, I've got I know I've got friends who've done it faster than me, and still, like even the fastest person I know is not even close to being as good as like just a decent person who works there who does it every day, you know? Mm. And if I was a staff member and I was showing up for my nine o'clock shift, I definitely would go, oh, before we start our boring job at the Spy Museum, let's quickly have a, you know, daily challenge of that and post the high score that no one can top because you're an asshole. No, I don't think so. I'm thinking two That's people got in there. I love how we're theorizing about the um, spy challenge at some museum that I don't really understand. Spy escape. Um, is it actually like an academic, like proper museum, or is it like a fun, like it sounds more like a escape room kind of museum? Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty similar to the NBA experience in terms of who's the NBA vibe. experience aimed at. That's what I want to know. Us. Cause, no, because well, because if it's us. It's not good enough because it's like there's not enough like real like, mm, it's like if you could do the three point shootout right, you you would be that'd be so awesome because you'd you, you always watch it on TV and you're like I wonder what that's actually like like you know just even doing the um the dunk challenge I mean you can do that on any hoop anywhere really um, and most hoops now can be lowered as well but um you know like it, it, it puts into perspective how amazing these athletes are. Um, you know, you'd love to do the skills challenge like they do in the um, Celebrity All-Star Game or whatever. Um, it was just, there was kind of nothing in there that I genuinely really enjoyed or like was like that much better than just a hoop in a mm. gym anywhere, you know? So that, so no, yeah. I, d I honestly didn't listen to anything you just said, but um, I was busy trying to find my video of me hitting all the buttons at Spyscape. <laughs> And uh, I finished pressing 285, oh my God. which is 4.1 buttons per second. Oh. And I was still, I'm pretty sure, way off that top score. I, it's definitely a staff member who just did it. Nah. Yeah. There's multiple people in there, I'm sure. Of you, it. Um, you, yeah, anyway. Okay. Um, NBA experience, the two other things we haven't mentioned yet is what I thought was going to be amazing, which was the locker room. And I was like, great, they'll have some... Um, in the locker room, they'll have because it was like it was like designed like a locker room, like they had like each player's stall, but it just they had thirty of them, one for every team. 
And what I thought that would be would be great. Some like exclusive player worn gear. You can see how big Joel Embiid's shoe is, and um, you know a few some custom Allen Iverson wrist wristbands or something. I don't know what would be in there, but you know like a locker mm. room. Instead, they've just fil- they've just filled this locker room with cheap NBA merchandise for each of the teams, like some Beats mm. by Dre headphones, a shitty Tissot Tissot watch that has got the NBA team's logo on it. Um, it really was the pits. Um, they weren't even like authentic jerseys they had hanging in there. They just had like the NBA swingman. Like um, they really didn't really try at all, and it was um, it was depressing to look at. What was worse is that because they did think that players were going to get traded and stuff, they didn't even have um, the jerseys of players. They just had random like you know Lakers number sixty five and stuff like that. It was really it was really a let down the locker room. Um, mm. My my favorite part of it was a big screen that just showed you pictures inside the NBA team's locker room, which mildly interested me. But you couldn't select them or zoom in or anything like that. It just played a slideshow, and I was like, I could just Google this and have the same experience. They also yeah. had, they also had flat screens that um <laughs> uh, that allowed you to look up any player's stats. So I looked at Paul, and he was looking up um, the Atlanta Magic, and he was looking at Markel Fultz's stats. And I was like, "Who would want this?" And like, but then why? you were like, "You were like, oh, cool." Well, you were like, "You can click on photos, and you can click and see their photos or something yeah. or highlights." Yeah. But um, like, no, no one in the Magic, I don't think, had any photos or highlights. Yeah, like um, only the most famous, like Kawhi Leonard, might have a couple of dunks uploaded on there. Um, like if you're like an, a, a blue chip NBA superstar. Um, but um, like a guy like Evan Fournier will have like a couple of still Getty images of him shooting contested threes against the Pistons. <laughs> and they haven't paid to get the watermark re- removed. Yeah, it, the whole thing was just like so half-assed. Um, like you wouldn't be surprised if they didn't update during the season, you know, so Mark L. Fultz is, you know, still down there for pretty... Yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing was um, impressively underwhelming. The presentation was good, but the, just, the content was pathetic. And then the final experience, which we didn't even bother going to, was two small movie theatres. I don't even know if you could sit down in them because we couldn't see inside. Because you can't just walk in um, any time like a, like a normal museum. They make you wait for a screening of either Together, which is just an ESPN show that just aired on ESPN about um, Drew Holiday's um, family problems. Um, and the sickness that they um, went through. I think his wife was very sick mm. with their child, which, which um, while sounds like an amazing thing, it's kind of something you'd rather watch at home in the comfort of your house, not like weirdly at a weird NBA um, arcade experience. And then um, Game Time, which is a terrific movie that the NBA has made, a propaganda film about a dad um, taking his daughter to a basketball game, which seems unrealistic considering the price of NBA tickets. I doubt the dad could even afford to take his daughter to um, the NBA experience, which costs 65 New Zealand dollars, let alone to um, uh, an NBA game, which costs 165 US dollars. Maybe they live in um, a D-League Cleveland town. or something. Yeah. So all in all, I give the NBA experience... I mean, if you're an NBA fan, it's worth going just to have a laugh and have a look. Two stars. But for anyone else, I'd say one star. Like, real, real poor, real, real bad stuff. And I can imagine. I'm going to give it four stars. They'll give it five years because the NBA is rich and, like, they don't really care. 
But um, Give it four stars and give it five years. What was it you liked about it and who do you think would enjoy this experience? Uh, I, just had a, I just had a wonderful day out with my brother. <laughs> okay. The, Playing um, games. The, um, when I said NBA Arcade, that'd be so much better. Imagine just a, um, a large room full of like, yeah, as you said, old NBA games and like weird NBA challenges and like, you know, try and shoot into a 11-foot hoop or try and shoot into a 15-foot a hoop. I don't know, just a whole lot of weird things to do would be so much better than like what they ended up creating. It was just kind of just like really interesting how it, it felt like it was like built by a committee a fun committee who um, who had some okay ideas and then executed them when they came to health and safety and other restrictions you had to put on it um, or, or just like queue wait times and stuff like that really botched the whole um, the whole the whole the whole thing mm. and it was kind okay. of funny they made us sign all those waivers because there was really no chance of injuring yourself what? unless unless you are just doing dunk. a dunk yeah. yeah but is that like a is that like a um, and it, like, if you go into a, a McDonald's and try and do like try and jump over a table or something like that, does that does that count? Can you sue McDonald's it, for that? I reckon in the states, probably. <laughs> well, why aren't you doing that? There's a good chance to try and get your I, green card. I've right. tried. I'm too durable. <laughs> I just look like a fool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, and we also went to Paul's Dream City of Orlando. We went into town. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we. Yeah. A real highlight was we went to the uh, members-only hairdresser, a.k.a. the barbershop that Evan Fournier goes to to get his hair cut. And, um, I mean, it was it was not as good as it should have been by the fact that there was, like, um, renovations happening to the exterior of all the buildings in that block, so you couldn't, mm. really, you couldn't really see it properly. I still um, got my photo taken outside of it. But did you actually... Yeah, you took the photo. I, I I just assumed you would have been too embarrassed, but um, it was it was bleak. Um, I must say, downtown Orlando has got to be. I've visited about ten or t- ten or eleven U.S. cities and probably twelve um, North American cities, and I'd have to say most of them NBA cities. I'd have to say Orlando is by far the worst. No way. Um, and I, I don't just I don't just like Atlanta like visiting like visit for the theme parks and the weird. Um, we loved it because it was um, stuck in the nineties. Like we love like the spirit of the nineties was alive in Orlando. Even in the airport, like not only was it a really nineties airport, but it like incredible it had, like, airport. It had like it was it was incredible. It had like special glass in the roof that like gave mm. everything like a green tint, like it was taken on like a um a bad disposable camera from the nineties. Like everything. <laughs> Like just the 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 you get on, in the airport. You get off the, the plane 90s. and you get on like a weird monorail thing, which is and so then, like, 90s. That, the mayor comes on and he's like, "Hi, I'm Charlie Vegas, mayor <laughs> of Orlando." <laughs> Some of the experiences that you can enjoy in Orlando include shopping, restaurants, theme park attractions, professional sports. Race. Profe- yeah, professional sports. Didn't mention the team. I guess Atlanta Magic didn't want to be associated with this message. Um, yeah, <laughs> downtown Orlando, you must have been a bit disappointed. Nah, man, the city beautiful. Like I, I've, I've been to so Oklahoma, much to see, so much to do. I've spent three days in Oklahoma City, one of the famously butt of jokes bad NBA cities, and I'd say um, Oklahoma City 
was twice as good as downtown Orlando, and I spent oh, three times longer there. Um, you are dreaming. Oklahoma City had the Oklahoma City Bombing Museum to visit. Yeah, we can had do a bombing if we wanted. Like... It's not. It's not. I, I was. I was. Um, yeah. Um, the the park in the middle that we always wanted to go to because it was like it would come on the um, loading screen if you played a game in Orlando on NBA Live, um, nineteen ninety six. The park was crap. Um, the sound shell was mildly like we were looking at like an empty bandstand, and that was probably the visual highlight. Am I right? Um, it was hard to know what there was to look at, but not much of anything. The new convention center looked kind of nice. Like there wasn't really a good restaurant to go to. I mean, I'm sure they do exist, just not in the not in the downtown area. Um, yeah, what can I say? Like Orlando, worth visiting. Yes, if you're into theme parks only. But um, Orlando downtown. Um, yeah, grim. We'll talk about Amway Arena next week, maybe. Yeah, Save okay. it. Save it. It was so good. We went to the Land Magic store as well. Wow, what an experience. Um, that's the end of the podcast. We spent way too long talking about the NBA experience. Hopefully someone enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm. it, and I'm me, so that counts for something. Yeah, I can't wait to go back and have another NBA experience in the future. We're going to have another special guest um, on the podcast coming up um, this week, hopefully. So um, tune in for that. Um, in the meantime, I still haven't checked the email address. And I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. Catch you later. On the flip side. On the flippity dip side. Shut up. Forgot to play the uh, music. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.